High end over end variety. And Amani from his 45. He's got a lane. And he's got speed. Look out. Beat, beat. The Ducks are in the end zone. Touchdown. This is the Duck Pod from the Register Guard Newsroom. Gordon head to head for sure. Mitchell goes in motion. They hand it off. Oregon sports beat writers Ryan Thorburn and Steve Mims. It's back. This is the Duck Pod. Ryan Thorburn and Chris Hansen are in Texas for the Oregon Ducks vs. Auburn Tigers. The game's on August 31st. Ryan and Chris check in from the Dallas metro area. All right, welcome back to the Duck Pod. We've had uh, a little bit of a hiatus. Uh, since our last episode, which was back in June, Mike Bellotti was on that episode, I believe. Um, I don't have a Shinerbach with me right now. If I did, I'd pour one out for Austin Meek, who has left the Register Guard for uh, The Athletic. So good luck to Austin. We really miss you if you're listening. Um, but we're going to get the duck pod cranked up again because football season is here. I'm in Dallas for the Auburn-Oregon game. It's finally here, and I have Chris Hansen with me from the Register Guard. Uh, Chris, tell the folks a little bit about how we got here today. It was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was a long trip, that's for sure. We got hung up by some uh, turbulence and thunderstorms in the Dallas area, so we got diverted to Abilene, Texas. For, we sat on the tarmac for about three hours just waiting it out. Actually, it was less than three hours because they would have been violating the law now if, if it would have been over three hours. So they, they got us back in the air just in time. It was like two and a half hours. Um, a lot of Oregon fans on our flight, and they were pounding uh, in the first class cabin during that. So it's going to be a good time. And, uh, you know, football season's always great when it finally kicks off. And, and here we are. Uh, and finally, Auburn's not, or Oregon is not easing into a season. They're not playing South Dakota uh, or Georgia State or something like that. They're playing Auburn. And, and the last time they played them, obviously, was the national championship game with Cam Newton, Chip Kelly, et cetera. Um, do you think this one will live up to the hype in terms of being a, a marquee regular season game? You know what? I, I, I don't know. These first these opening games are always a little bit tricky. Uh, sometimes offenses are a little bit slower to get going than the defenses, much like bowl games, I guess. But, uh, you know, it has all the makings of a big game. You know, and you're right, they're not easing into it, you know, which makes it more exciting, but also the stakes are definitely higher right off the gate or right out of the gate yeah it's interesting because you know auburn's in an in a place where their head coach gus malzahn who was the offensive coordinator of that championship team for auburn and and has also led uh that program to a bcs championship game as the head coach he's always on the hot seat their fans are never satisfied <clears throat> they didn't have a great season last year and you know, they owe him about $30 million, but they still want to fire him. So this is a big game for him, which is interesting. He has a true freshman quarterback, which you would think would, would be an advantage for Oregon. But Oregon has a first-year defensive coordinator. Uh, what are you expecting from Oregon's defense? Because all the focus is on Herbert and the offensive line and Auburn's NFL-loaded defense. But I think it might come down to this true freshman quarterback and Andy Avalos. Yeah, well, you know, the Oregon defensive line can get pressure 
on on Bo Nix, the freshman. Uh, they might be able to disrupt him enough, and, and you know, to make uh, to make things interesting. I, I like Oregon's secondary. Uh, I know Auburn's receivers have been banged up this this camp. You know, not as badly as as Oregon's uh, depth chart has been depleted, but they might be back and they might be as you know stronger right now. But you know, it'll be interesting to see. Oregon lost a lot of really good pieces on defense. It'll be interesting to see who uh, who replaces them and who steps up this game. All right, before we uh, move on to the other side of the ball, let's uh, take a break. We actually have a podcast sponsor this year, Les Schwab Tires, so shout out to them. Hi there, it's Les Schwab Tires. You know, we've been helping keep folks safe on the road around here since 1952. That's why you can save up to $152 on a set of four select light truck and SUV tires during our fall tire sale. So swing by or book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. Limited time offer while supplies last. Discount depends on tire size and type. Cannot be combined with other offers. Details at LesSchwab.com. All right, we're back in our luxurious Dallas-Fort Worth Airport Marriott with a view of the interstate. and uh, Another Marriott, I think. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we have a a pretty good uh, hike over to Jerry World tomorrow, but, uh, you know, plenty of time to get there, thanks to United getting us through our Abilene connection um, that was not scheduled. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Justin Herbert, Heisman Trophy candidate if they win this game. First-round pick if he stays healthy and plays well this year. Uh, I was interested when Mario at the media day said that, you know, we were asking about Justin is, you know, he kind of offhandedly said, you know, he's the kind of guy that needs to win a game or two for you um, by himself, basically. You know, raise his level and raise everyone else. I think this is as good a time of of any for Justin Herbert to deliver in, in a big moment. I agree 100%, you know, and and he's going to be doing it against arguably the uh, best defensive line in college football and with a depleted uh, receiver core. So, so he, you know, he's he's got some challenges ahead of him. But, yeah, I mean, if he's going to be a Heisman candidate, if he's going to be a first-round draft pick, you know, these are the times when he needs to step up and win a game. I would be surprised, even though Oregon's offensive line is, is so good, if they're able to just run the ball, which is obviously what Mario wants to do on a consistent basis, is run between the tackles, wear teams down, set up the big plays with the play action. I'd be surprised if Oregon's allowed to do that by Auburn. I think Auburn's going to stop the run. I think they're going to stack the box. And I think they're going to say, Justin, we respect you, but who is going to catch the ball for you downfield? And Oregon has to have at least one, maybe two explosive plays to win this game. I agree 100%. It'll be interesting to see where those plays come from and who's on the uh, receiving end of those passes from Herbert. Um, I think Red could have a big game. You know, it's going to be fun to see uh, Juwan Johnson out there uh, playing for the first time in an Oregon uniform. He certainly has some hype and some size, and he certainly looks the part. Um, And Oregon's offensive line, you know, I mean, you you said that you think uh, Auburn will stop the run, and, you know, It'll be interesting to see if Oregon's, you know, much hyped offensive line can get some push and, and get some get some room for those running backs to, you know, at least keep things honest so Justin can 
you know, have a little bit more time to throw the ball around. I wrote about Marcus Arroyo the other day because, you know, here's a young guy. You know, he has some pretty good experience, pretty impressive resume. He's been in the NFL. He's coached at major programs. This will be his second year calling the plays for Mario. Uh, but I think there's some pressure on him as well as Gus Melzon. I mean, um, you know, Oregon's offense wasn't very consistent last year. They really flamed out. Uh, at Washington State and Arizona and those horrific back-to-back road games. Uh, Win or lose, I think they need to look different tomorrow. They need to be more creative, and they need to show that that they have fight in a game that's not at Autzen Stadium. I think this is a big moment for Marcus because uh, Jim Levitt's gone. Mario still has the honeymoon period going on because of his recruiting to some degree, I think. Uh, I think if things don't go well this year at Oregon, people are going to blame Marcus Arroyo. I agree 100%, and I think maybe something that would help him the most isn't just play calling, but is his receivers need to catch the ball. You know, those 52 drops last year were were unbelievable, and I think that they tainted, you know, everything from Herbert's statistics to, uh, you know, how good Marcus Arroyo looked. Yeah, I think two things could happen to Marcus or maybe somewhere in the middle. Like, like we said, he could be, you know, scapegoated if things go poorly um, because he's got Justin Herbert, he's got this line, everything seems to be in place. On the other hand, if they have a remarkable year and Herbert's in New York, I could see him being a, you know, a candidate for head coaching jobs. You know, he's young, you know, you look at Cliff Kingsbury and some of these guys, it's a copycat business. I could see him also, you know, being a head coach next year. It's it's really interesting. Like I said, it's, it's a huge year for him either way. Um, um, so, uh, you know, I think that's something to watch as well. Um, before we uh, get into what we think is going to happen, uh, let's take one more break uh, on the Duck Pod. Hi, Ryan Thorburn here, sports reporter at the Register Guard. I've covered a lot of your favorite sports memories in recent years. Marcus Mariota being presented the Heisman Trophy in New York. Oregon blowing defending national champion Florida State off the field in the Rose Bowl. Sabrina Ionescu becoming the face of women's college basketball while helping transform the Ducks from Pac-12 afterthought to national powerhouse. No other media company covers Oregon athletics with the depth and quality found at DuckSports.com. But in order for the Register Guard to continue its rich history of local journalism, we need your support. Please subscribe and support our advertisers to help us chronicle the Ducks and take you behind the scenes to create more memories in the years to come. All right, we're back for our last segment. Chris, um, you know, we don't have to make predictions, but, you know, what fun is that? Let's go ahead and do it. I could see this go going one of two ways. I think either Auburn is going to dominate on defense and blow Oregon out, uh, or Oregon's going to win a close game. And, I, and I'm kind of leaning towards the latter just because of the experience and, you know, the preparation. They've been thinking about this game, no matter what they say, for a long time. I was in Mario's office this summer. He had binders full of stuff on Auburn. Uh, this is huge. And, you know, he, he's visited Alabama. He's visited Georgia. And those guys probably gave him some tips. I mean, this is a huge game. I think Oregon is going to win a close game. I think Bo Nix is going to have at least one, maybe two turnovers, and that'll be the di- the difference. And uh, we'll see. That would make for a much more interesting season. You know, one of the fun things about being diverted to Abilene for 
not three hours, two and a half apparently, was that the uh, Oregon-Auburn championship game from 2010 was on, was being played on ESPN on the plane, and it was hard not to notice some of the, you know, potential similarities in that game with this game, um, especially with Auburn. I mean, obviously they don't have Cam Newton, they have a true freshman at quarterback, but you know their defensive line is still good. They still got some, you know, power running back. They still have a great defense. Uh, you know, but then looking at Oregon's side of the ball, you know, I feel like Oregon's would be coming into this game with more, you know, top line players, especially on the offensive line and at quarterback as well. So, you know, with a with a nod to that that previous championship game, I know this isn't a championship game, but with a previous nod to that game, I'm gonna call a close one for Oregon, but it's gonna be a slugfest, kind of like that game was, and I don't think it's gonna be pretty. Twenty two nineteen ducks. Yeah, let's go for it. Twenty two nineteen ducks. All right. Well, listen. I really appreciate you guys listening. This is kind of a raw production from my hotel room on my phone. Uh, next week, starting next week, we're going to start having two podcasts a week from the Register Guard Studios. Uh, like I said, we have a new sponsor. Uh, we're going to have a lot of exciting things lined up. Make sure you follow. Uh, all of our coverage at the uh, DuckSports.com website. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff planned from from the stadium tomorrow, and obviously our post game coverage. It's going to be uh, a wonderful event. And one more favor to ask before next week: uh, we're going to go ahead and, and answer mailbag questions uh, on, I believe, the Friday podcast. So, uh, if you have any questions for us, um, probably we'll have some after this game. Uh, you know, either find our email or hit. Us up on Twitter and we will try to answer them. So thanks for tuning in and we'll talk to you soon.